talk. And we are here in Otara at the McDonald's. I seem to be here a lot. I feel like McDonald's should sponsor me. So we are here with Sean and Pauline, who are small business owners in South Auckland. And um, that's a topic for this episode, uh, um, is small business owners and what it's like. So I'm just going to hand the mic over, starting with Sean, to introduce himself. So that's the first round of questions. Okay, um, oh, my, name is, um, my name is Sean Herman, um, so I've, um, I'm the owner and operator of F45 Otahuhu. Um, so uh, we've been open since October 2019, um, and I've been in the industry working for a while now in the fitness industry, uh, roughly 10 years, and always wanted to go out and do something out on my own, and opportunity came along with F45, and I thought um, it was a pretty cool concept. I still wanted to be based around that South Auckland area. Um, yeah, and that's, um, that's basically me <laughs> um, on the business side of things. Um, is there anything else you wanted me to cover? Oh, cool. Hi, everyone. I'm Pauline, and I'm co-founder and managing director of Ikuna Taste. Um, we've been in business now, well, me and my husband have been in business now for uh, just over a year. Um, we make plant-based and keto foods. Um, so I prefer a more plant-based diet because I can't tolerate a lot of dairy and gluten. Um, and my husband, he loves cheesecakes, biscuits, you name it, every single sweet thing in the world. And so I kind of had to make him keto treats to make him stay away from all the, all the nasty ingredients that um, re we react to. Um, uh, I absolutely love, I have a massive passion for healthy eating. I think it's the driver for us to get up in the morning and actually, you know, accomplish some big goals that we have. Um, and yeah, I'm really loving the fact that we're based here in South Auckland because I think there is a huge need for it. That's me. Awesome, guys. Thanks for that. I guess my next question is, what has been your journey like what from conception to where you guys are today can you share a bit of information about that okay um so journey on the small business i guess um was uh, quite a well to be honest i'm not a natural entrepreneur like um for me i really I was never really had that confidence in myself. Um, my parents raised me to go to university, get a job, work your way up to you know management and onwards, and slowly work your way from there. Um, but working in the industry I, um, for other people and other big, big other big um, franchise gyms, um, and seeing things that I wanted to implement wasn't um, wasn't as easy. Um, so that's when that little like seed planted. Maybe four or five years ago. Um, from now, uh, from yeah, four or five years ago, that possibly there was an opportunity to go out and do something on my own. And just researching and, you know, I've never really had that courage to really like just leave my job and go and do something. So over that four or five years, I was basically just trying to live uh, within my means and try and save to kind of go on the offensive. And 
looking into franchises where a lot of them established the brand. I know I know how to, I'm really good with people and I know how to operate an uh, existing system. So for me, um, buying a franchise um, and operating it was probably a more, more of a fit for me. Um, <clears throat> that way all the exercise stuff was taken care of. And I've always said uh, for me personally and all our staff and our team and, and even our members know um, our biggest thing is about looking and creating community and looking after one another and supporting one another, not just from the, the staff point of view, but also members um, buy into that culture as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, when it, that, that was kind of my journey. I kind of felt like, you know, um, wasn't willing to take that massive jump and just go out on my own. And it wasn't, wasn't very cheap, um, whether it's buying a franchise or starting up your own. It was definitely more expensive buying a franchise, but I felt I, the, the risk was lower there for me and I had the opportunity and I, after doing some research into F45, I kind of felt that was, a, that was um, I guess, um, that was the right fit for me anyway, yeah. I'm slightly, like I'm such a typical millennial kid, like I grew up in a household where my parents told me that I could be whatever I wanted to be, whoever I wanted to be. And still to this day, like, if I said to my parents, I want to be the president of the United States, there is no doubt that they will help me get to that point. Like, that's just what kind of parents I had. Um, as a little girl, I have always admired my mum and her family because they're produce farmers in South Canterbury. So my mum eats a lot, like, eats organically, eats really healthy, and... As a kid, we actually couldn't afford a lot of takeaway, um, actually just like processed foods, like we just couldn't afford it. So she would make, she would plant our lettuces, she'll plant corn, um, cucumber, whatever it is, and then she'll make whatever she planted for dinner. And then whatever money she had left, um, she'll buy us like little pieces of steak or whatever it was. So healthy eating for me was established from when I was a kid up until like when I was married. Um, and those are just like things that she had installed in our household. But then my dad, on the other hand, he's very, he's, my dad's very entrepreneur. He's very, he's a developer. He's like, he's an investor and all his siblings are kind of in that same boat. And so I feel like I kind of get a commercial kind of lead way with him. Um, and his and his and my aunties and uncles and my grand my granddad. So I, I I honestly feel like I'm in the best world where I like I'm mixing in my mum's organic, you know, farming skills with my dad's entrepreneur like yeah. So I'm kind of mixing you know both worlds at the same time. I actually have come from corporate world, so I've spent most of my career in investment management. At the end of the day, like one of the things that I would often see in my previous workplaces, and in particular with the type of people that I was dealing with or the type of managers that, or levels or executives that I was dealing with, is that everyone seemed to hold a healthy lifestyle. They worked out, they ate healthy, they got sleep, they, and, and it was the same routine. And you know, Again, you see these people iguna and conquer in their in their lives because, from my view, it's just those simple things. Yeah. Awesome, guys. I guess as I'm sitting here both with you, um, 
you know, with you both, I mean, I noticed that there's two things you guys have in common. You guys are both young. Yes, 30s is the new 20s, guys. And you're both from Pacifica, like first generation, or like, you know, you guys are, uh, are um, have immigrant family backgrounds, okay? So I guess what are some of the challenges and what are some of the pros of being young and Pacifica, do you think, as entrepreneurs? Some of the advantages, sorry. Yeah, we'll talk about advantages because more about yeah. Um, I think for me personally, I think is, um, you know, gratitude and I think, um, you know, humble beginnings, you know, um, I think every parent, I don't have kids yet, but my parents said they want to give, you know, us a better life than they had. And I think that's every parent. Um, and one day when I become a parent, I'm going to make sure I do that. And my parents had a slightly better upbringing than their parents and so on and so forth. So I think that. You know, sometimes, um, you know, I always say it's quite fortunate whether you grow up in the islands or South Auckland because it actually um, you build a little bit more resilience because, you know, you really, really appreciate things a lot more. Um, I grew up, I was born and raised in Raro, left when I was 18. So, you know, I'm, you know, relatively, you know, I immigrated to New Zealand for university uh, a while ago now. <laughs> um, but I think probably that that's probably it if there's one thing that I wouldn't, would focus on is probably sometimes when you don't have everything growing up you actually you would work a little bit harder you have a slightly better work ethic you're probably more resilient and if there's anything I've learned starting you know this business is it's definitely you need to be resilient and because you know times will be tough and you know and um, but yeah just just being grateful you're a lot more grateful sometimes coming from a I would say maybe not a comfortable lifestyle so yeah I'll just leave it at that. Um, it's funny because, like, as growing up, I didn't know a lot about um, me being Tongan and my ethnicity and, like, that as a whole. And it wasn't until I started Ikuna that I really started diving into, like, my heritage, my culture, and what does that mean to me. And I feel very privileged because not only am I Tongan, but I also feel like I have the whole Tongan community backing me up. And it's almost like the MMT movement. Like, I don't know how else to describe it other than like, you know, they see a brown girl doing something different and it's, I'm Tongan and so why not just like jump on board and, you know, get on, get on it. Um, and so, yeah, I've had a really awesome experience with just my culture and for me learning learning about my heritage, we're learning about my ancestors and all of that, as well as the language, but then as well as like serving, serving our people. And what does that look like and what does that mean? And community has a massive part to do with it, which is so different to my old world, which is so commercial, which is, you know, commercially, you know, apply, constantly applying commercial tension to suppliers, to, to contracts and stuff like that. And this is a complete opposite to that, yeah. I guess what the next question that comes to mind is how do you guys deal with um, because you guys are self-employed how do you guys deal with the whole COVID and are dealing with the whole COVID situation because I know with Sean uh, you know it was interesting what you did your company did and I'm sure that you 
had to adjust as well. So yeah, how did how did you? But that was probably one because I wanted to go into the challenges of what it means to be who you are and to run your own business. Um, yeah, def uh, definitely COVID for the fitness industry, you know, in general around the world, um, not just us. Uh, it's been quite difficult. We're quite fortunate here um, in New Zealand um, that you know we went hard and we went early, and it was great leadership from our prime minister, firstly, um, because. I would, I would, I don't think I would be able to survive if we had COVID floating around and we're like level, you know, level three. Um, especially for my industry where we have to open our doors, I prefer shut or everyone confident to come and use the gym. So, um, firstly, yeah, great leadership by the government. So that made it a little bit easier. So I'd rather shut and be 100% open rather than half like operational with people not confident to come in. Um, we did go online. You would have seen a little bit of. Um, we, we managed to get our, some of our workouts online. F45 franchises were quite supportive um, to F45 studios around the world. Like we forget how um, how lucky we are in New Zealand um, when we're jumping on conference calls and you know people have been shut six, seven, you know, eight months of last year. Um, you know, from you know for whatever reasons in their own leadership in their country. Um, but yeah, going online. I think um, we planted a lot of good seeds early on when we created our culture from when we opened. Um, you know, we created some awesome values around, you know, diversity and respect. And these are our values, not only for our, our staff, but our members are made aware of this too. And if any of those values didn't suit them, they would leave. A, a big one was non-judgment, and the other one was positivity and support. So um, we lived those as, as, um, as trainers and coaches and, and management staff, as well as our members, and they're made well aware of um, of that and I felt like because we were open we were only six months before we went into lockdown I felt like we'd done really really well for that six months to create an awesome community and culture that everyone was willing to help um, come back straight away or even like a whole bunch of members like just put their hand up we're happy to pay our full membership and that was like to me it was so like you know heartwarming for like a startup business so um, you know, um, we did end up giving everyone free weeks, so they were just paying us during that time when we were closed. So, you know, huge respect to all our members, um, past and present. Um, they're the reason that we're around, and, you know, we're a big part of, um, you know, we've got big goals to try and do more for our community. Uh, we're still in the early stages like, of, of um, business, um, of our 18 months open, you know, really 12 months, really, that we've actually been operating. So we really, really want to focus more on doing more community um, initiatives and stuff like that. Cool. Sorry. Yeah, I guess like what Sean said, like um, the fact that we haven't had to go into many lockdowns here in New Zealand has been such a blessing because, I mean, although this is a pandemic, it's not going away until, you know, it does go away, we do have to just live with it. And I guess for small businesses, you've got to find ways to live within those rules. And um, for us, it's when when the when lockdown happens, it's actually a matter of coming back down to earth and actually telling, talking to ourselves in terms of like the consumer, the customer, what's going through their head right now, what do we do for them, how can we make this easier? Because at the end of the day, obviously, we still have to keep afloat. But then for a consumer or a customer. They might be going through hardship or they might be losing a job or whatever it is so it's really a vulnerable it's a, a time where we get to be vulnerable and we look inside and we 
you know, we create a business that, or some processes that can really target that um, and get really behind our customers, whether that's lowering the price, whether that's delivering, you know, whether that's like, you know, offering a product that maybe perhaps maybe our competitor competitors not offering, whatever it is, it's a real good time to be vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to commend you guys for what you've just shared. I guess because I come from um, entrepreneur background on my mom and my father's side, and I hate it. Because <laughs> just because I've seen what it does, like, the negative effects of starting businesses and, you know, the obsession that money becomes. So I've shied away. Like, I'm a humanitarian, you know, kind of work. Um, but I guess my next question is, how has owning a small business affected your relationships? Not only romantic, but your family and your, especially being Pacifica, because that, it's real. Like, the, the, you know, like other communities where entrepreneurship is like in, you know, more, something more common. I guess people are used to that kind of culture, but in Pacifica culture, I can imagine there are different sets of challenges. Yeah, definitely. Entrepreneurship is definitely not rainbows and butterflies. Um, you know, I, I can't remember who the entrepreneur was, the famous one said, what advice would you give to young entrepreneurs? Is like, don't do it. <laughs> and um, because the real entrepreneurs wouldn't listen um, and they'll go ahead and do it anyway because they've never been ones to listen to other people. Like I said, I'm not a, you know, like I said, I'm not a natural entrepreneur. Um, I think, like I said, it's that upbringing and it's that, that DNA and how you're raised, but I, I have learned a lot, you know. Um, but yeah, just going back to the question on relationships, um, I'll speak firstly with my partner, Destiny. She's not here, she's at work. Um, happy birthday to her, it's her birthday today. Um, so yeah, we've got, we, yep, it's the 20th of January today, so happy birthday to Destiny. Um, she had to go to work. Yep, happy birthday. Um, so we've got some plans on tonight. But um, to say the last, um, since we opened the business, has been a trying on our relationship is like an understatement, like, you know, and I think you know, we've learned to cope a lot, lot better. We've learned to communicate a lot, lot better. I know that we are a stronger couple, even though we still have our moments today than we were um, before we opened this business. Um, you know, I truly, truly believe, and it's cliche as it sounds, but everything was supposed to happen. All the bad stuff, all the hard stuff was supposed to happen to prepare you for, for the future. And I, I know now, I now know what stress is when we our first year of operating and six months before and six months after is stress like now, like, you know, 14, 15 hour days are like just the breeze compared to like, you know, um, no sleep and like painting that gym at like 2 a.m. in the morning and, you know, eating McDonald's because that's the only thing open at 3 a.m. and, you know, it was, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, um, you kind of have to do that initially and I feel, you know, even though we've been open 18 months, we've still got a long way. But um, yeah, that's the relationship. It's been tough on us. We, we are still learning um, and we are becoming more resilient as a couple. So we're not, we're not ticked off as little things as we used to be when we were free, I call it pre-business days. Um, and I, you know, and I, I feel like I've, I, you know, we had a time to reflect, but I've definitely neglected a lot of time with my own family, like my siblings who I'm really, really close to and my nieces and nephews. So this year is, is, is really about becoming a bit more organized, 
most guys in general. I'm sure you guys can testify that we're not the most organized of people. We're real ad hoc and we just do things as it comes. Um, yeah, and that's probably one of my weaknesses. So definitely trying to get on top of being a bit more organized and learning to switch on and off um, and learning to enjoy life more. I love the business and that, that's why I don't mind work, working in it. So yeah, like Destiny, like it's annoying. Like somebody texts at 10.30, they can't book to class. It's like, you can just reply in the morning, but they're gonna miss out on the workout. Like, <laughs> we've got to get them in, uh, you know? It's because their payment failed, it's their fault. But it's like, no, but I can sort something out for them. And then I can sort it out in the morning. And like, I'm just really, really like, you know, I, I just love seeing people, and it sounds cliche again, but being the best version of themselves. We're eating healthy, we're moving regularly, we're sleeping well, we're hydrating. And you know, we're, we're finding ways to regulate stress you, you, you know the world is your oyster basically and I know I need a bit of that myself um, being a startup but I know it all come so yeah I'll leave it at that <laughs> yeah it's definitely no walk in the park for sure and I, I actually was a little bit naive thinking oh my gosh I'm going to own my own business I'm going to work my own hours and like everything's going to be all you know all roses but no that's definitely not the case I think especially when you want something to grow so bad, you put everything in it. And 14-hour days is so normal. Um, and to be honest, I think for like Fatu and I, we've definitely had to put sometimes our marriage on hold because he's busy at work keeping our mortgage afloat and then I'm trying to build a business and often we don't get paid, um, you know, to bring, that, to bring that to fruition and all of that stuff. But... At the end of the day, like as much as it's it's so sore sometimes, I can see the end. Like I can see it, and it's not that far. I don't know how long it's going to take to get there, but I can see it. I can taste it, and that's what gets me up every morning. It's not necessarily the fact that I don't get paid. Um, it's none of that. Or I'm tired. I'm exhausted, and I haven't had time to spend, you know, dinner with my parents or any of that stuff. I think you really do learn to understand what's a priority for you and your family at that time. For Fatou and I, sometimes it's just going out to get a coffee in the morning and spend half an hour just chatting about anything and everything. And you just, you, you do, you, you honestly just learn. But um, look, it, it, it's going to happen to anyone that wants to, you know, make it somewhere in their business and um, you just got to keep pushing through and find those ways. Each week, I would say e every week is a learning curve in terms of understanding, you know, what can we do better. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I think, um, Pauline, your statement just leads on to my next question is what are your goals for your business? I don't mean to put some like pressure and I and I you know I heard a saying that you don't say your goals because then that in your mind that's like you've accomplished it and then you're less likely to actually do it but um just some general goals it doesn't even need to be that specific um for your businesses in the future um I think um probably from a business point of view like you know we you know we do need to be financially sustainable. Um, we're, we, our, our vision is to change people's lives, you know, team training, life changing. You know, we've kind of modified that to Uruhu to help impact people for the positive, okay? So we don't see people as 
dollars we see them as helping helping so when we see our membership numbers how many people are we helping you know through our membership numbers so you know we put targets on helping people the finances will come through the amount of people you get to help um, you're solving you know business is always about solving problems and you know being in South Auckland you know um, statistics don't lie you know you can just look out the door and like that the good the, the strongest part about South Auckland is our communities our Pacific our Māori we love doing everything together and I love the concept of group training and F45 have put up an awesome awesome system in place and they just come together and you just see the community that just naturally happens and I've been to multiple F45s uh, I'm not going to mention where but you know before I got into this I just didn't feel the same and I feel like our biggest strength is is group group being in, in the community and creating and being around other people um, we've always never I kind of feel like there's a lot of individual individual you know skills and mindset but we always like being around people always hanging out with friends we're always doing things together when we study we'll study together in groups individually like even at university everything was always in group group sensei but yeah I mean financial I mean financially yeah I don't like to talk about it but um, I would love to open another E45 and I would love to step back and help mentor the people running it I mean that's I think every entrepreneur's goal is to step back and actually oversee the process that you've put in place. Um, my trainers know I know every single role from cleaning the toilets to like mopping the floor to wiping the walls and painting. And I know how long every single task takes. So when I do that operations manual, um, you know how you know every single role in that business and how every long every single task is because you've been there and you've done it. And my goal is hopefully in five years is to step out fully and just oversee people that have the same passion as I do and kind of be more hands-on and working when I want to be and, and hopefully allow that time freedom with uh, my family and, you know, Destiny and my mum and dad and siblings, but yeah. Um, I recently read a book called Conscious Capitalism and it was basically kind of like the seal to the deal with my thoughts around business and one of the key the key objectives or the key goals in our business is to grow not only our profits but to also um, bring employment, bring employment into into uh, a Pacifica business. And I, I think when you when you bring employment, you grow, you know, you obviously grow your product, you grow your bottom line, and so on and so on. There, there'll be opportunities that will just that will just open from there. We won't talk about those opportunities, <laughs> but. But that's, at the end of the day, that's actually my key goal is to, to grow our business profitably, bring in employment, and so on and so on. And I, I just think if I just keep to those two things, I, I, just, I know that there's something there. And, and it will be able, we'll be able to sustain our business long term as well. Yeah. I think what you guys have both shared is just so amazing. I mean, I'm in the education sector, so I'm dealing with the next generation, and yeah, I'm gonna make them listen to this podcast. Um, but yeah, so I guess uh, we are finishing off. We are going to half an hour, and I try to keep these conversations to half an hour because I've listened to podcasts that are like an hour, and yeah, I'm like, I just wanna go off and do something now. God, haven't got all day to listen to this. But um, I guess to finish off, like I said, you guys are both um, inspirations to me, 
Like I look at you guys and I'm just like, wow, that's so courageous. And so, and I love people doing pe themselves. Like I love people like not focusing on what they, you know, everyone else is doing and what everyone's trying to do. I like people just pursuing what they believe they were born to do. And I think you guys have found it. So I guess, um, and, and I, I was, I did have a podcast with Ephesa Collins, who's a council in South Auckland, and we were talking about we have to stop thinking ourselves as in and out of places, like from in South Africa. We have to see ourselves as more, the you know, part of New Zealand because New Zealand can only get better if our businesses grow, right? And so, um, I guess the next question I have is, what advice do you give for those who are thinking of starting their own business, or just um, kids who are studying? Like, what can equip them to become? You need to be able to do what you guys have done. Okay, um, probably just one really, really, really important thing is you, you, um, you just got to have the passion for it. I know it's cliche as it sounds, but there's a reason why it's a cliche. Um, you know, when you're working the 16 hour days in a business that's doing really, really well, I mean, you've moved from a corporate world. Um, so, you, you know, you've had the financial rewards, but that something was missing. Absolutely. Yeah, so I've the same as well. I had the passion. But I guess um, the business and ownership and having the direction of how, how you want to mold it was a big thing for me. So you've, you've got to, you know, I, think, I can't remember why I read it, but it was like, it must have been on Instagram or Facebook or something, but it was like, you should do what you would do if you're guaranteed to succeed. So, or, sorry, no, if, if you weren't guaranteed to succeed, you'll do it anyway. You'll still do it anyway. So I, to be honest, even if I wasn't, you know, doing this, and like I won lottery and money wasn't a factor, I'll still be working and I'll do, be doing something along those lines. And that's the, yeah, I think I reworded it wrong the first time, but even if you're, like, if you know you wouldn't do well, you'll still be doing it. That's what you should, that's what your business should be based around. Because there's gonna be times when you're tired, when you're sick, um, when you've got no money in your bank account, when you're eating, you know, noodles or crackers, um, or, you know, that. And that, that's what will get you through because you would have done it anyway. You're still doing it when, you, when, it's, when it's tough, eh? So um, do something you would have been doing for free. That's, that's, that's the number one thing. If you can find something you would be doing for free and turn that into a business, that is the lottery of... Um, that, that's the lottery of your life, right? <laughs> we spend like a third of our life, eight hours a day at the moment, um, minimum. That's in the normal corporate world, or you got your nine to five is eight hours, a third of your life, practically. And why wouldn't you love to be doing it? And if you get managed to get paid and do really well out and help your customers or your members and help your employees, um, that's jackpot. That's that's you striking gold or something. Yeah. I guess like, this is like the perfect flow from Sean's point about passion because. Yes, passion is the desire to do it. But then the next step is do it. Just do it. And you don't have to get your ducks in a row and you don't have to have a, like, a structured plan and you don't have to have money. You don't have to have all the things that you think you need to have in order to do it. Just do it. Just, just start. And because once you start, I don't think there's any going back. Eh? There's definitely no going back. And I often think that if you don't start, you probably will look back in the future and say, what would have happened and I hate that like I hate I hate 
that moment, you know, where you, where you often think like, ooh, what would have happened if I took that job or if I did that or if I, yeah, you know? So just do it, just start, start now. Don't procrastinate. Sure. Yeah. I, yeah, I think I have something to add. I think you just have to need courage. You know, um, part of the reason why, which I think is basically like just going for it, eh? Um, the theme that I have for me this year is the courage to create. That's why I've started my podcast. Because I've had people say, like, you have so many opinions, blah, 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 you should do a podcast. I was like, no, why? No. Everyone's going to hate it. No one's going to listen. But I think, yeah, I think a lot, especially being Pacifica, we, we, we fear doing anything that is not part of what we're brought up to do. We fear being outside of the crowd because, like you said, community is so important to us. So you want to belong to the community. And I think we, we especially as, you know, islanders growing up in New Zealand, we need to, um, say, you know, we need to help people feel comfortable doing themselves and still belonging. And I think Pauline's found that, you know, doing her business. And you'll find that, Sean, you've found a lot of islanders getting into F45, which is supposedly something that elites do. You know, we happen to gather some coins and be able to afford to join. But, um, yeah, so I guess, uh, like, again, uh, we're finishing up, and I just want to thank you guys both. Um, that's one thing I want to add is, you know, I actually have connections to Sean and Pauline just through um, knowing similar people and their families, and, and that's one advantage that I've had doing this podcast is having you know i think one of our biggest resources coming from south auckland and belonging to our, the community we do is that we're people rich you know i have so many connections with different people because of the way that we've been brought up in community and so um yeah so i just want to finish this off by saying thank you and thank you to my listeners and please tune in for another episode of the next episode of you talk too much um yeah Talk, talk, talk.